Making nothing out of nothing. That is the end of the world one day. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Uh, welcome to another episode somehow. Miraculous. It's a miracle, actually. Uh, another episode of I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. It's me, Clint Wells, here with my boy, Bob Schnizzy Schniz. I got a call from the Vatican, and they were saying, are you guys doing another show today? And I said, yes. And they said, okay, we just wanted to make sure because we were going to make an announcement to the world that a miracle has happened. Yeah. But we wanted to double check to make sure that the show is actually being made and going out today. And I said it was. And so they said, okay. And then they pronounced it uh, over the loudspeakers at the Vatican that a new miracle had taken place. I okay, you're okay is now another episode. But guess what? The reason it's a miracle, it's the first episode ever. Well, Pope Francis is a huge fan. In fact, he wrote us an email this week. You want me to read it? Dude, he's in there. He's in our fucking Secret Weekly every week. You can write in bobandclint at gmail.com. It's so nice to get an email from Pope Francis this week. I'm going to read his email here. Dude, is it in Spanish? Because if it is, don't read it. No, he wrote it. I, I can't. I don't speak Spanish. Well, he wrote, I don't know if he had, I don't know, a, a, you know, a cardinal dictate this or whatever, but here's what he wrote. The subject is, hey, thanks, daddies. He says, dear thanks, daddies. Thank you so much for this amazing podcast. I LOLs all the time at it. Have to be especially careful when driving. Otherwise, I may crash my mobile. LOL. Anyways, thanks so much for the laughs. I put in a good word for you with Christ, and I hope to see you guys, if not here on the earthly plane, then one day on a cloud in heaven with all the angels. Love, Pope Francis. Pretty nice. Oh, that's Yeah, that's pretty cool. Hey, Pope. Uh, uh, Frank, I call him, but yeah, uh, sure. you know, on the show we call him. We try to be respectful and call him Your Highness or or uh, head of the criminal organization known as the uh, Catholic Church. The Don, we call him the Don. The Don, yeah, we call him the Godfather. Da. Actually, the, the, we call him the Don, <laughs> the Don, the Pope, because we're from Chicago and we love the Pope. That's for people that used to watch Saturday Night Live back in the nineties. The Pope. Oh boy, if you just keep saying it, I think it. It'll get funny at some point. It's not funny for you, but there are people right now that are laughing. That are laughing at you, say the Pope, like the bears? They're older than you. <laughs> They're older than you, and they have less to live for. Uh, we actually so have some they, other emails, too, that oh, uh, we should to. read. Thank you to everyone who writes in, especially Pope uh, Pope Frankie Frank. Oh, well, first of all, we have some new patrons, and I just uh, have to say thank you to the people who hop on the ride, your support is really cool and uh, you get all sorts of fun shit. So I want to say thank you to Robert Atherton, Matt Hartsock, and I believe those are the two that we got. If I, I hope I'm not missing anyone. We got an uh, email here from JP that subject is, the more things change, it says, Clinton, Bob, quick note on your Dave Matthews band discussion about how longtime fans sometimes turn on bands. People think they want change, but they don't. They want everything like they... Uh, they, everything they like to stay the same so they can take their nostalgia trips down memory lane whenever they want as they change. He says, but things do change. Dave Matthews isn't what they were. B. Schnitz isn't what he was. Star Wars isn't what it was. McDonald's fries aren't what they were. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. All right. All right. Stop. Hold up. Hold up. Stop. No, st- stop right there. I'm, we can read the rest of this later, but stop right there. Hold on. Don't put B. Schnitz. Don't like list a bunch of shit that was good and now he's sucks. not saying it was good and it and sucks. Put, he's saying it's changed. It's different. Yeah, but he's everything that he's mentioned so far used to be good and now kind of sucks. And don't put me in that category. Well, son. here's what he, he says: sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's different for different people. But these giant babies who think the world revolves around them and do nothing but complain about it need to grow up. 
If you're not enjoying the ride anymore, just take the off-ramp and go somewhere else. No need to make a big production number out of it, period. All right. He yeah, says, thanks, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. Don't dig it. Bye-bye. Fuck off. But don't leave a comment like it's going to matter. Don't think that your comment is going to do anything except expose you as a little uh, man baby. I also want to say thank you to Ann Brooks, who is also a new patron. Thank you, Ann and Robert and Matt. Yeah, people like to throw... I talked about this in a Secret Weekly <laughs> called Clint Rants. Uh, I think it was like Secret Weekly number 100. That one's a, that one's one for the books. But um, here's what people like to do on the way out. Because people leave. People leave your party. I get it. Bye. But here's what they like to do on the way out. They brought a Molotov cocktail, and they like to set that fucking thing on fire and throw it over the fence when they're on their way to the parking lot. Because they can't stand the fact of people who didn't want to leave still enjoying it. It's called burning the party to the ground and murdering everybody inside. Right. That's what it's, it's called. A, that's a thing, by the way. Burning the party to the ground and murdering everybody inside is a thing that I heard with a lot of discussions with young people that I've had over the last recent two or three years. Yeah. Here's what I'm doing. I'm a minor in a search for a heart of gold. And when I say heart of gold, I mean a laugh, just something funny. I'm looking for a little humor. And sometimes I'll be digging, shoop, 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 tada, shoop, 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 shaka, shoop, shoop, shoop. And sometimes, dude, sometimes I'm that fucking miner from 1949er. And I'm just all, it's all laughs and all gold. And then sometimes I'm that miner from 19. And when I say 19, I mean 1859 or when all the gold was goner and I'm going shoop, shoop, shoop. And there's nothing there. And that's what happened with my young folk burning the house to the ground, murdering everybody riff. No, hmm. there was no humor there. It's just info. Just straight up Wikipedia style, factual bricks that I'm building a house with that you can also use to build your own house of knowledge. If you choose to do's, do you choose to do's? If you do's, use. And if you do's news, boo boos. <laughs> that means bye bye, but bye bye doesn't rhyme with ooze. Period. Black ball. The Katonk. <laughs> I really do like the idea of a whole episode just being you talking. Dude, my last song club, I I don't listen to him very often. But I do listen to, I just make, you know, I'll listen to the beginning of them just to make sure that they, just to make sure that they, you know, to, to make sure everything's fine. Dude, I listened to my last episode. I listened to the whole fucking thing, dude. It was funny. And that's rare. <laughs> Usually there's a few funny parts and then it's a lot of just yibbity yabbity. That's me tooting my own horn. I've got a horn. I don't toot it that often. But I was just, uh, I gave it the old, uh, how are you doing? What is that shirt? What is that shirt you got on? This is a, one of my repeat clients that I do sessions for. His name's Tim Swisher, and this is his band. The, oh, wow. Tim Swisher and the Cosmic Restoration Band. 
which nice. I'm kind of in because I played on I played all the guitars on his album. Oh, that's cool. He's a super cool dude, and uh, we make a lot of music together through the internet. I've never met him actually, just through the internet. The the wonders of the modern age, making music with people you've never met. Dude, how weird is it that I haven't seen you in person in a, over a year? Right. I don't think I've seen you since November of 2019. That's weird. That's really weird. We were going to do last March, we were going to do uh, some like live in-person IOK episodes at the Saxon. That's true. We had, we had it all booked. <laughs> we were selling tickets. We're right. We were going to, well, first we were going to do it through South by Southwest. They were doing a podcast thing in their interactive South by Southwest lineup and we were hired to do it. And by hired, I mean, we signed up to do it for free to provide content for that fucking brain trust. And uh, some lady was like, hey, uh, here's what we want you to do. We want you to change your shit because you're two uh, dudes, two white guys. That was the biggest piece of shit scenario ever. And I wish I could relive it because I'm just a year smarter, but which we pushed back pretty hard on that, but we were being too nice. We should have told them to go fuck themselves immediately. Well, I think what we wanted to do was we wanted to, first of all, we were excited to do it. We were excited to be included in something that was new and possibly cool. I mean, I enjoy what we do. You enjoy what we do. We wanted to share it with people and we wanted to be part of that community. Little did we know that this lady was like, yeah, we want it to be diverse. How about this for diverse? How about you hire two non-white guys and have their podcast right next to our podcast? That's called diversity. What you're talking about is we have an icy, we have a cherry icy podcast. And then your friend over there has a mock turtle soup podcast. And what you're saying is what we want you to do is we want you to take those, mix them together and have two icy cherry turtle mock soup podcasts. Hey, that's not diversity, bitch. You know what that is? That's two shitty podcasts masterminded by some giant baby lady. Well, it doesn't make any sense to invite someone to your party and then want them to be who they're not at your party. It makes no sense. We were invited and that that chick didn't even understand what we were doing. She thought we were a music industry podcast. Well, and she I wanted will, us to get our famous friends who were chicks on. I will say this. When 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 we did get invited, she was like, "Hey, we need you to have a woman on the podcast, preferably a woman of color, because I guess this lady's racist. And so she wanted a particular race of person. And she wanted that person to be a woman. And we agreed to that. And I was like, okay, no problem. We'll do it. And what we did was we went to our interesting female people. We'll just call them female people. They're human beings. But we'll call them female people. And the, the, the female people that we asked to be on the show didn't want to or couldn't. Yeah, so who do like, we ask? We asked Lex and we asked Patty. Who do yeah, we ask? We asked those two people. And those were the two people we thought would be interesting that we respected and thought would make for an interesting podcast. And they didn't, when they didn't want to do it, I was like, well, let's get my mom. She's funny. She's interesting. She's been in the music game her entire life. Cause she's married to my dad. Who's an opera singer. He's a professional musician and she's my mom. She's been on stage. She's performed. She's, 
married and mother too. She's seen the business. She has a lot of perspective. The lady was like, no. Well, let's not talk about how people absolutely just fucking despise the elderly. You know, that was absolutely what that was. Oh, she's old? Ooh, no. We just need young people over here. Dude, it was so weird and fucked up. And then finally we were just like, hey, look, FYI, GFY. And we said bye-bye to the South by Southwest. And we'll just, we'll do it because people want to come see us do our thing live. And so we booked a couple gigs at, at Saxon Pub. We were looking forward to it. And then everything got shut down because... Pandam. You know how a couple of weeks ago we had a pretty serious episode about like our daughters and about parenthood and stuff. Mm-hmm. We got some pretty good responses to that episode. I wanted to read a few of these. My friend Carl wrote in and said the conversation on today's episode about love and the relationships between parents and kids seemed really heartfelt and thoughtful. I enjoyed listening to it. Uh, another listener named Zach Burkhalter said, "I agree. I really love this episode. I think IOK is at its best when you guys have these kinds of conversations." Going off what Bob's talking about with his dad, I remember a couple of years ago, I really had to guide my dad through some big decisions and thought processes. And I remember feeling this massive paradigm shift where suddenly I was the one with the answers. It was strange. It's kind of like you telling your dad to sleep out on the bench. Another uh, listener, Anthony Broom, said he listened to the show on his dog walk today, expecting his 30 minutes of laughter and fun, but felt a lot of feelings in the best of ways. Can definitely relate to feelings of unrequited love, and it's something I'm working on. Always going to get a little misty-eyed with talk about dads, too. I really needed to hear this this week. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I thought, I, I do feel like our best episodes are the ones where we do a little funny, and then we get a little deep. And I thought that episode especially started off pretty funny, and then it got it got pretty deep. I mean, here's what you and me are. We're men. We're dads. We're musicians. But more than any of that, we deeply feel the things that we feel. We're very sensitive human beings. We're very empathic, sensitive people. And so I think men especially, and women of course, love hearing two sensitive, thoughtful guys talk about stuff that that obviously means something to them. So I'm glad we talk about that. I'm glad, dude, here's what we don't talk about. Whatever we don't want to talk about. And here's what we don't do. Try to jam some shit in this podcast to fucking please somebody else. We're here to please two people. Me, Bob Schneider, and me, Bob Schneider, the performer. Those two people. (laughs) (laughs) Three people. Sometimes there's no difference. (laughs) And Clinton Well, No, obviously I'm making a joke. But here's what, dude, here's what we're doing. We're just chatting i enjoy chatting with you sometimes when we get on the podcast i do kind of turn into performer mode and kind of monopolize things a little bit which i'm not i'm not proud of that part and uh it's because i do i do want to hear and when we're usually when we're just chatting it's a little less performer and a little more like hey what's going on when we do that on the podcast it, it it's better the podcast is better for it when we're doing that and it gets worse when I'm in when I get into my oh I gotta be funny, which is what my dad does all the time. Which is like he thinks he needs to be funny and he's not, and it's it's real annoying. Well, you're funnier than your dad for sure, without a doubt. Is Luke funny? Because you have sort of sort of like a, a dark, absurd humor, and I wonder if he expresses any of that. Here's the thing. Here's the difference between me and Luke. Luke is a wonderful person. And he's grounded 
and he's also very sensitive he's he can be so funny but he has a good sense of he has pretty good sense of self-esteem like he loves himself he cares about himself he values himself as a human being and because of that he doesn't have to be funny he doesn't really have to be anything except for whatever he wants to do and feels whereas me i feel like i'm a piece of shit and if i'm not funny or if i'm not creative or if i don't make something amazing then you're going to hate me and he just doesn't have that and i'm always amazed by people who have this sort of crazy sense of self-esteem where they're not trying to do stuff all the time like i am i'm always trying to do something i'm always trying to make people like me or say something funny or do something it's such a it's so much work and you I feel like you do a lot of that too. You don't do it exactly the way I do it. You didn't do it in a different way. But it comes from the sense of, for me at least, it comes from the sense of like, I just don't value myself as a human being. But I, I love who I am and I love what I've done with my life and I love like my family and my relationships and the work I've created and the things and what I get to do, I love all that, but, but the person underneath it, who I am, I, I don't value that part of me at all. And my son doesn't have that. He values who he is. And I often wonder like, what would I be? What kind of art would I make? What would I be doing if I wasn't, if I didn't, or if I had some sort of self-worth at my core, which I just don't have. I mean, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, that's heavy. I don't even know about who, if I like, I, I feel like I don't even really crack the door open to whatever room that is of like, do I value who I am? I don't even think I come up for air for that. For me, it's a lot of meaning making, like creating. I perceive the world as ultimately intensely meaningless and not in the everyday, like taking my daughter to school, making sure she's safe and happy, like develop, helping develop her mentally. I'm talking about at the bottom of everything. I'm, th I'm talking about when I think about her being 80 years old, okay, and her facing death. I'm long gone. It's okay. These are the mock-ups I do in my head. At the bottom of all that is nothing. So I think what I spend, uh, the reason I spend a lot of time making shit like you, it's about meaning making. It's about trying to find meaning. Well, maybe this this song is meaning. This editing this podcast to be as great as it can be, so that the most people can enjoy it is meaning. Learning this piece of gear, the, all of my little projects, putting together a book of poetry, which I'm doing right now, which you're helping me with, um, putting out a metal record, anything, anything I do, I try to make it as good as I can because that's some sort of illusion of control. And I like to put things out in the world so that maybe they can live somewhere. And that's all just trying to generate self-generate meaning. So I don't even know where self-value comes into that. I don't do a lot of things that would imply that I value myself. I'll do diets and I'll go for walks and I'll do mental health stuff, but it's almost like I'm just smart enough and I've been on the merry-go-round long enough to know I'll feel better when I do them. I don't know if at the bottom of that is any type of sort of like real self-love. Well, I mean, I don't try to lose weight because I care about myself at all. The only reason I want to lose weight is to have people like me or love yeah, me. Right. Uh, and I just think, well, if I'm fat, nobody's going to love me. 
which is true, by the way. But if people and, love you, does that help you love yourself more? I mean, a lot of no, people love no, you. No, no, it doesn't. That's yeah. the thing. The only thing, the only the only thing that makes me feel good is loving something else. That's the only thing that makes me feel good. That's not. I say that, but that's not true because there are things that numb me out, mm-hmm. like Candy Crush, Candy Crush, or or a Snickers bar, or a Shame meal, or you know, back in the day, sex, or playing, you know, uh, writing a song, trying to solve a problem, uh, performing, like all these things, sort of like take my mind off of, you know, whatever existential angst or just just the problem of being alive and being sentient of my existence. I wonder if you and I do the similar thing that we'll put under the column of planning for the future. I don't really, other than a really kind of immediate future, like a month or two out, I I think I operate like the future is never going to happen. Right. This idea of waiting for something to happen that never happens. I don't like, I'm good for a couple of weeks out, but in terms of like, planning for the future capital p capital f do you do that at all fuck no dude i'm like the flat earthers who like you can't you can't see oh no you can't doesn't matter how high up you go you can only see 25 miles Mm, isn't that convenient dude here's the deal by the way you can see hundreds and hundreds of you go on top of a mountain you can see hundreds and hundreds of miles you can see all the way to the edge of the horizon we went to a state park a few weeks ago in chattanooga where there's this mountain you climb and the whole idea is when you get up there you can see five states yeah and it's pretty cool like there's all they they kind of explain what you're looking at you see georgia alabama tennessee kentucky it's pretty cool anyway to your point guess what you could also see if the earth was flat russia and china (laughs) because if the earth was flat, you'd be able to see all of it. Now, again, eventually it would gray out a little bit, for sure. But you'd be able to see it on a clear day. Here's what I know. If you have a telescope and you can see the fucking moon with the telescope, you'd be able to see China on top of that mountain. But guess what you can't do? See China, because China's on the other side of the world. Because the world's round, and you flat planeters need to change your thing to flat planet. Because that will make people feel real stupid when they say, what do you believe in? Oh, I'm flat planet. Oh, really? That's dumb. No, I'm flat earth. Oh, that sounds kind of like a cool book. Cool band Cool band name. <laughs> yeah, cool band name is flat earth. Flat planet's like, you're dumb. I'm dumb. No planning for the future for you. Fuck no, dude. Dude, I don't want to look. Dude, I'm trying to stay in the fucking Next, I'm trying to stay in the now. That's where it is, dude. The now is where it is. And then they're like, oh, yeah, live like, what is it? Work like you're going to live forever, but suck a dick. Like there's, you only got six inches of dick sucking to get to. Whatever. I forget what it is. That is it. That was it. (laughs) Is that what it is? Work like you're going to live forever. Suck dick like there's only six inches to suck. That was Abraham Lincoln, I think, said that. What's to look forward to? What's happening? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, I'm vaxxed up, dude. I went to see a movie in a theater. I went and saw nobody. It was great. Yeah. I've, been, pl- about I've been playing shows where people don't give a fuck about social distancing. Everybody's in the room spreading their shit. And I don't care because I'm vaxxed. That's good. Yeah, dude. It's it's party time. This is <laughs> My, my time. thing is this, dude. Adult people, make your adult decisions. And if you want to yeah. make stupid baby decisions as an adult based on some baby bullshit, it's called natural selection. Imagine inventing the wheel and not getting the credit for it. Well, It'd be I mean, awful. That, that shit happens all the time. Look at electricity. Yeah. Yeah. 
Look at Nikola Tesla dying penniless. Dying penniless. And then after he was dead, they were like, oh, yeah, this guy invented radio. And he yeah. would have been wealthy beyond all imagination. Yeah. But he was dead. He tried to patent all that. I think he did patent like the Tesla coil, but he never made any money. He always made bad. Dude, I think he was like digging ditches for well, money. Well, he was making some weird shit there at the end that nobody even ever found out what it was. Like they never, it was uh, still after he died, they were like, we don't know what these things are, or what they do. And then it just got lost. What, what do you, what do you think about that? Like a guy like Tesla, how does he tapped into this weird knowledge dude how does fucking prince know what to do yeah how, how did he know like it's funny I just, you I mentioned do. prince which is so accurate i was gonna say mozart but yeah. like yeah there's like people who there's people that, that it's they almost, know it's like they've done it yeah like i i here all right here's my quick theory of the universe i think we choose what lives we want to live before we live them the same way you choose what movie you want to go see Oh, I'm gonna go see a rom com. Oh, I wanna see a horror movie. Oh, I wanna see an adventure movie. Oh, I wanna see a a coming of age story. Whatever it is. You decide what you want your life to be and you do it. And then you can go see a movie ten times. I've seen John Wick four, eight times. I don't know how many times I've seen it. And you can get some fuckers they're like, you know what? I'm just gonna be the same dude over and 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 over until I'm going to come back and I'm just going to know how to do everything like fucking Prince or Nicholas Tesla. It does seem like they were like born fully formed. It does yeah. seem like that. Like they came in, they were like, uh, I already know how to do everything and I'm just going to do it from the time I'm 17 or six. I was watching, um, I was, you know, the Beatles, um, they played one of their last shows. Actually, their last show, they played on the roof at Abbey Road. You sure you've seen that footage from Let It Be. Yeah. And I was watching a clip of that today. I don't know why. It was just online. And it's them doing the song, Don't Let Me Down. And you can tell it's live. Like, all their little ad-libs and even one verse, John fucks up the lyric. He sings like gobbledygook because he can't remember the lyric. And Paul is just right on the harmony. And he's looking at him. And when John fucks up, Paul kind of steps back. And then John throws him a look that basically says, hey, I know the next line, so I need you to jump back on the harmony with me. And Paul just looks at him. They're cold. They're up. They're playing on a roof. A lot of shit's going on cameras. And Paul just seamlessly comes right back in with him. And it's like, they, like, I get it. They were good. They'd been playing in a, as a band for 10 years. But there's also something really weird and magical, like born fully formed stuff. And they make it look real goddamn easy. Eddie Van Halen, he made it look real easy. The stuff he's doing, no one really can do. And if you look at videos and pictures of Eddie Van Halen, he's smiling the whole time. He's not making a rock face. He's not looking like, oh man, I'm, this is so hard. I'm so good. He's laughing and smiling like he's a kid in a field, and it's as easy as holding a kite. Fully formed. Look at look at Usain Bolt. I mean, that guy set all the world records for running. And same deal, dude. Was he like, oh, I gotta win this race? Like labored, like made no, it look easy. He's, Dude, he's like fucking playing to the crowd, jam, jam, you know, jumping around, dancing, having fun. Same with Schwarzenegger, dude. When he went all those fucking Mr. Universe, he was just fucking joking around with all those guys, hiding fucking Lou Ferrigno's shorts and shit like that. He was just having a good time because he knew he was going to win. They all knew they were going to win. They all knew everything. Like they had some other knowledge that we don't have. It's like they knew. Yeah, that's fascinating, dude. That is fascinating. Because you and I are really good at what we do. 
So we know what it is to be good at something and to do it and to have almost no fear about it to know you're going to execute it. Like we've been on stage, maybe writing's different, maybe making the album's different, but when me and you play Honey Pot, we know what we're fucking doing. Oh, yeah. We know what we're doing. And you, I don't think you sit up there for one second and worry about if you're going to sing it right or if you're going to sing it in key. I don't worry at all about if I'm going to go bow, 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 and it's going to have touch and soul and feel good. Whoever's playing drums, they're not worried if they're going to have a good pocket for Honey Pot. So we know what that is. Right. But yet me and you look at a guy like Prince and we're like, what the fuck is going on? I know. It's next. It's just another level. It's so weird to see it. Dude, I'm doing a gig tonight and it's all it's it's I'm playing with the Moonlight Trio, which is the guys from Moonlight Orchestra. It's Kevin Lemjoy, Chris Murish, Muresh, and uh JJ Johnson. And dude, wow, that's a great little band. It's a great little band, but we've ne- we haven't gone over all the songs. We had a little get together where we like played a few measures of each song. And they're like, "How are we going to start this? How are we going to end it?" I'm like, "You'll know what to do." Yeah, you'll know what to do. And we don't will. worry about it. We and will. don't worry. Yeah, you will. That's right. Here, here's what I'm not worried about: the music at all. Here's what I am worried about: looking fat. That's the only thing I'm concerned about. Is like. How do I not look as fat as I am? That's all I care about. What would you be preoccupied with if you were thinner? Like, what if that was kind of off the table, that that concern? And, you know, you and I are probably, we probably both have body dysmorphia to a certain extent where we may ne- never really be fully happy with that. Because then it'll be, oh, I feel like I look older, or my beard's gray. There'll always be some some self-criticism about aesthetics. But what would you be thinking about if that wasn't a concern? Like, what would occupy that space in your brain? Dude, when I was at my thinnest, I thought I was fat. When I was at my thinnest. Well, exactly. exactly. And I, I mean, I was thin, but I had a little bit, I had a little, like, this much belly fat. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, a half an inch of belly fat. So, that'll always just be the preoccupation. So, if it's not, yeah, then it'd be like, oh, I've got too much gray in my beard. Right. Oh, exactly. I've got crow's feet. Oh, I've got uh, things under my eyes. Or just something like it'll be something. Oh, my shoes suck. Oh, my pants are dirty. It's always going to be, it's going to be something. But I think the point you made about like, how are we going to start it? How are we going to end it? Like the music side of it, like what we were put here to do, it's like, there's no problem. And I feel that way too. And, and a lot of artists have fraud syndrome. I've thought about this a lot. Even big artists, you know, like I, I'm told that Dave Matthews himself is like, really thinks he's a fraud. He I, told fraud you, I told you that. Uh, it's, I've had a couple of people tell me, like different people. Okay. But like imposter syndrome, like they, they, they don't believe that they're good at what they do. And they think that any moment, someone's going to basically be like onto them and right. like figure them out and take away all their accolades, take away all their success because they truly don't believe they're good enough to merit it. And I'm curious if you have that. I, I don't have that. I don't sit around thinking... Like if someone likes Lunar Satan, my response to that is like, yeah, it's really good. It's really fucking good. It, it's a curiosity to me that people don't like it more. And I don't mean that in a shitty way. It just means I'm not sitting over here thinking I don't make good stuff. I think I make good stuff. I try hard to make good stuff and I have had to work hard to be good at what I do. But I've also not experienced that level of success where I guess it's, you know, if you're selling out Tiger Stadium in 10 minutes, maybe there's something in you that goes, we don't deserve to have done that. I think that's what it is. I think when you're when when the entire world is looking at you like you're some great thing, then then that's where you get it. You don't get it when you're playing a fucking club. When you're playing a club, you're like, why am I not playing the biggest arena in the world? Right. So 
Yeah, I think you have to have a certain level of success to to have that. Do you think you would part. have that? If somebody said, oh, man, you've been nominated for five Grammys and had to go to the Grammys, I would be like, why am I at the Grammys? What, what am I doing? I'm too old to be at the Grammys. Like, nobody nobody gives a fuck about me. Why am I here? Yeah, It just would, that wouldn't make any sense. But should, should this album be nominated for Album of the Year? Yes. Should it win Album of the Year? Yes. Unless somebody else comes up with a better record. But I, it's going to be hard for somebody to come up with a better record than the one I just put out. So there is that. Yeah. But of course, I I I, don't, I know it's good, but I just assume well, it's it doesn't it just sounds like a record. It sounds like music. It sounds like music that everybody's heard before. It's not breaking any new ground. It's just really good songs played really well by really good musicians. For me, I mean, I just assume that's not good enough. What would be good enough? Some bullshit that somebody's fucking you know some somebody with a cool name that looks cool that's doing something that. I don't know, like the new fucking Lil Nas X record that yeah. people love, or you know, fucking that Colors song that the uh, Black Pumas put out. That's a really good song, but is the rest of the record good? I don't know. I haven't listened to it, but like, I mean, that guy's a great. There's no doubt that that guy's a great singer. Hey, listen, we appreciate you listening out there. There's a couple of ways that you can uh, support the show. Number one, this is real easy and real frizzle. Just tell your homies about it. Tell your homies that one of your favorite podcasts is Bob and Clint. I'm okay. You're okay. I'm not okay. Not okay. We have a Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash letters I okay. And we have two other podcasts. Bob's is called The Song Club. Mine's called Metal Up Your Podcast. It's all about Metallica. We appreciate all the support. You can write in bobandclint at gmail.com. You can leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You got a lot of homework and you know what to do. Well, it's e- but we- here it is. It's easy homework. It's easy. Look, you're you're the type of student. You're not going to get an A in algebra. You're not going to get an A in... in uh, foreign history what if that is even a class but you'll get an Forward. a in this class by doing a, a couple a couple things rate five star review this is how long it takes to review loved it thanks daddies done well no for real the last few weeks i've been just making lists of shit to accomplish just for the day like yesterday i made a list of 25 things that i wanted to do yesterday and i did like 18 of them because when you're looking at the list, and some of them were just like, respond to this person, this email, send, follow up on this about whatever. Some of them were big, like edit a podcast, you know, write a song for Song Finch, write my song game song. Some of them are big, right? But making my way through the list is like felt really great. And I did that again today. I'm going to be making a list every day. Put this shit on your list. Leave the iTunes review for IOK. Check out the other IOK podcasts. Write in to IOK. And join the fucking Patreon. And then mark them off your list as you do them. You're going to feel good. You're going to sleep better at night. You're going to support one of your favorite podcasts. And you're going to have all that BDE. And you're going to have BDE. Case closed. All right. We got to get to the Secret Weekly. Uh, We'll see you there for those of you who are on the Patreon train. We'll see you next week. Bye. Ciao, ciao. (laughs)